watching Rugrats. <laughs> we were just watching Rugrats. Well, okay. Which holds up. Oh, it absolutely does. It okay. is so good. So we were watching, we were going to watch iCarly, and we did. Yes. But there was only, we thought we had more episodes to catch up on, but we only had one. Yeah. So we watched iCarly, and then we watched Rugrats. Oh, hell yeah, we did. Because I think it's, to me, in like the top five early animated oh, yeah. shows in my life. It was my f- one of my favorite shows as a kid. Oh, yeah. Well, because, like, uh, I associate Rugrats with uh, early Cartoon Network. Yeah. And a lot of early Cartoon Network is kind of weird and scarring. Yes, correct. Well, Cartoon Network scared me. Cartoon Network is kind of fucked up. Yeah. What Cartoon Network shows did I watch? Oh, I watched Johnny Bravo. Oh, okay. And I watched... Courage the Cowardly Dog. I did not watch that. You didn't? No. Whoa, wait a second. Wait a yeah. second. Hold on. So you were a uh, sad emo kid <laughs> and you didn't watch Courage? I know, I know. What? I know. That's crazy. On I didn't watch a lot on Cartoon Network, but I watched um, Teen Titans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my biggest one. Did my you... brother and I loved Teen Titans. I lo- dude, Raven? Oh, she's Ra- Dude, Raven is like one of the biggest indicators of bisexuality oh i want to be raven for halloween yes yes wait okay so did your how did your parents feel about cartoon network oh my parents hated it okay okay great because (laughs) my parents were very divided on cartoon network so we were allowed to watch um kid next door we were allowed oh kid next door yeah oh oh The bitch with the bangs yep, and the long yep. sleeves. I think she was number five. Yep. Yes, I loved her. And I loved the, um, I think he was number three, the the blonde with the bowl cut. Yep. I yep. loved him. And like, loved of him. course, number two, the guy with the goggles and the aviator hat. Oh my God. Uh, Recess? Was that on Cartoon Network? No, that was Nickelodeon. <gasps> Recess wait, was so wait. good. Recess was so good. But um, we will get back to Recess. But Cartoon Network. So I was allowed to watch a few shows on Cartoon Network. And um, then there were the other shows that my parents didn't allow me to watch because they weren't even, like, bad shows. Mm -hmm. They just made my mom uncomfortable. Yeah. We didn't watch Cat Dog because my mom... Oh, I watched Cat Dog. Well, my mom just said it was, quote, too weird. It was weird. We just didn't watch it because she was like, I don't like... I don't like it. I just don't like the energy of Cat Dog. And I was like, okay, that's fair. I liked Cat Dog. But, uh, Recess? Recess. I oh, mean, my God. That episode where he becomes the principal. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I fucking loved Recess. Well, I had I had a crush on Spinelli. Uh-huh. And TJ. Yeah. Like, TJ from Recess is still a big blueprint <laughs> for men now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, Stu... Stop it. We were just Stew from Rugrats? Stew Pickles, a catch. Oh my god. Sexy man. Stew Pickles from Rugrats is so sexy. The messy hair. Mm-hmm. The five o'clock shadow. Yep. The big nose. Yep. You know how I feel about a nose. I know. Man. I love a nose. I love a nose. <laughs> and he's stringy. And he's an entrepreneur. He made his own hovercraft for his son. Yeah, that's pretty sick. I mean, can we say any more? Yeah. Uh, Dee Dee's kind of thick. Yeah, Dee Dee has a snatch waist. She really does. <laughs> Dee Dee is, like, hot. She's got to work on that hair. 
Well, it's but weird. But she's pretty snatched. Her hair is in, like, a cross. She looks like, if she stands just, like, in regular position, she just looks like a cross. Mm-hmm. Because her hair does, like, the two on the side, and then, like, it's long on the top. Mm-hmm. Which I... Yeah, Dee Dee. I would love to see young Dee Dee. Oh, yeah. I feel like she'd be sexy. Yeah, I feel like she would be, too. Also, are we, you know, the um, the mom of the twins? She's a lesbian. Yeah, I was about to say. She has she's to be. She's butch. And the husband is very feminine. Yeah. I'm like, are you beards for each other? Yeah, are you guys- Or, like, are they, like, best friends that were, like, if we're not married- Let's by have this- kids. Yeah. If we're not married or anything, we'll get together and have kids. Um, we haven't even talked about Glee yet. Hey, guys. Hey, we're, hey back. we're back. Sorry, went on that little tangent about childhood TV shows. Um, but we're back. So we have a very exciting episode. Yes! We are on the first competition. First competition! Sectionals. Yes! Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's okay. This is one of like the most defining episodes of television in my entire life. Wow. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not fucking kidding. That is a strong statement. No, I'm not kidding. Cause like I started watching the show when I started understanding what good TV is. Mm -hmm. And this was the, uh, this was the bar. Yeah. This established that uh, entertainment can be good. Uh Uh-huh. So this was a big, it was a moment for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's the end of season one, which is... No, it's the middle of season one. This is episode 13. Wait. But I thought that, but see, wait. (gasps) No! You're right! I know I'm right. Oh, my God! Wow! We still have a long way to go in season one. Dude, I literally always foolishly think that season one ends with sectionals and then season two begins with hello. No. I think season one ends with regionals. Wow! I won't say it here because I don't want to spoil it. You can believe it. You can remove this. But I'm pretty sure season one ends with regionals because Finn tells Rachel he loves her. And then you come back to season two and they're like, we've been dating all summer. Oh my God. I completely, wow. I, that's insane. Anyway, um, it, pardon my ignorance. Yeah, come But on. that's wild. Um, but we open on New Directions rehearsing for sectionals and Quinn falls over. Oh yes. And Puck and Finn both run to her, to her aid. Oh, and I, um... If I were pregnant, mm-hmm. every single minute occurrence that happened to me, I would instantly be like, well, the baby's dead. Oh my God. Like literally when I saw Quinn fall over while pregnant, I thought to myself, I was like, well, if I was pregnant and I fell, mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, there it goes. Oh um, my God. Cause if I was a pregnant person, I would feel so fragile. That's true. In the world. Like if my, if my belly were to brush against, like, the corner of a countertop, I'd be like, well, there it is. There it is. It's done. Baby's gone. Oh, my God. Baby's dead. It's you're, gone. You're going to have stressful pregnancies, my Dude, guy. I know. I, I will. I think it'll, I mean, obviously, when I do get pregnant, it'll be better because mm-hmm. I'll have perspective or whatever. Yeah. But when I, like, see pregnant people, mm-hmm. I think of them as, like, people made of glass. <laughs> I think of them as, like, feathers. They're going to break. Yeah. I'm like, God, we must like protect them in some sort of uh, invisible bubble. <laughs> and we must shield them from the outside uh, worries of the world. 
Um, so Rachel catches on. Oh, Rachel notices. She notices that she Puck, notices that that uh, yeah that Puck runs to her aid, and she calls herself psychic. She's like, I have a sixth sense for this. Oh boy! And I'm like, girl, shut the fuck up. Like, shut up, Rachel Berry. And they have a phone call. Um, Tina, Kurt, Artie, Mercedes, Brittany, Santana. Yeah. They all have a call being like, oh my God, she's catching on. She's going to tell Finn, blah, she's blah, blah. Beans. And this is the first time <gasps> we get a mention of Brittany and Santana being together. Yes. And it is very exciting to me. Yeah, because they say... Um, if this is sex, then uh, what Brittany and I are doing... No, the, then what me and Santana doing are... No, no, no. It's, uh... So Quinn and Puck just had sex. Uh-huh. And they're like, but they're not dating. And then Brittany says, if that's true, then Santana and I would be dating. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yes. And it's very exciting, the uh-huh. first mention of them. And everyone pauses and everyone's like... Uh, okay. <laughs> but no one, like, says anything. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Good for them. They're just like, okay. But, um, this, this, like, group phone call, it, uh, really reminds me of Google Chat, aka Gchat. Oh, yeah. Oh! Did you have, oh. have Gchat? Yeah! Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was, oh, you just opened up something in my brain. Gchat? Yeah. Yes! Okay, wait. Did you, um... Besides Gchat, did you ever have Google Buzz? <gasps> yes! yes! Oh my god! Okay. Yes! Oh my god! Okay. And it was like a social media. Yes! And it was like a news feed. Yes! Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, thank god. Because I've mentioned Google Buzz to maybe dozens of people. Yeah. And they had no idea what no, I was talking was about. No, that was huge in my school. Fuck. Okay, good. I used to chat with my crush on there. Really? Yeah. Ooh, on Gchat? Yeah. I would G-chat with my friends. That's how we would figure out, like, when we wanted to go to the movies. Uh Uh-huh. Because at that point, we didn't have cell phones. Right, 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 right. And it was either we G-chatted or called each other's home phones. Oh, calling the home phones and the mom picks up and you're like, can I? Can I talk to? Can I talk to Baba, please? Can I talk to Carly? Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Dude, that was, like, also, okay, part of that narrative was, like, Calling the home phone, being like, can I talk to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then once you get them on the line, both of you going to grab your newspapers to see the movie showings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. And being like, oh, uh, Pitch Perfect is showing at Regal <laughs> at noon tomorrow. Do you want to go? Yeah. Oh, my God. But this whole scenario reminded me of that, like, G-chat yeah. period. Yeah. Oh, and, and Tina's phone. Yeah. It's like, what, a Blackberry or something? It's like... What is that? It, it's one of the... I mean, it's a slidey phone. Did you ever... Oh, have, oh, oh, I definitely had a phone like that. You had a slidey phone? Yeah, the first phone I ever had was an upslide. <gasps> Mine was a side slide. Yeah, see, everyone had the side slide, but I did not. And now look at us. We we type up right now. I know. I was ahead of the game. I... Okay, so uh, to tell you the truth, when I... So I had a side sliding phone. Uh-huh. Um, I had the LG Rumor Touch. I had... The Pantech? Pantech. I think is what it was called. Uh, I loved that phone. That phone lasted me like three years. Okay, my rumor touch lasted me like two years. Yeah. I had a side phone, and when I first got my iPhone, I was so uncomfortable typing upright that I would turn it to the side and type. You were one of those? I would type in landscape mode for like 
four months. See, I tried that because I never had the side swipe phone. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when I got an iPhone, I would try to do that because that's what everyone did, and I couldn't do it. Like, I could only type upright. Well, I mean, you were you were the, the trailblazer. Yeah, I was. You were the one who was thinking ahead. Yeah. The rest of us were just, like, clinging to the past yeah. of having slidey keyboards. Yeah. Which but, was always uh, so fun. I know. I loved having a sliding phone. I loved. Dude, okay, I... In a dream world, I could keep my iPhone to have all my apps yeah. and all of my things, but then I would also have a slidey phone to text. Uh-huh. There's something so heartwarming about pressing buttons. Yeah. Feeling well, the physical buttons and, like, typing things on a keyboard. There's this phone that's out now that, like, flips again. It, like, flips open. Oh, oh, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that over the weekend. But it's still a touchscreen. Uh-huh. Yeah. I saw that. It was, like, it it, uh, it folds like a book. Yeah. yeah. I saw a woman with that at one of the tables that I was serving. Mm-hmm. And I almost stopped to be like, excuse me, ma'am, what is that you're holding? <laughs> because I just could not... You can't wrap your brain around Dude, it. Dude, my brain was just like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going on. Well, my thing is, is that, like, it folds, but it's still a touchscreen. Right. Part of me thinks that if you fold it and unfold it too many times, it will break the screen? I don't know. I don't know. Because, you know... I had the same thought, though. Yeah, because when you have a hardcover book, when you, like read it enough yeah it will you know kind of wear and tear the spine yeah and you'll kind of get to a point where it starts getting frazzled okay but like and if you're folding and unfolding that every single day how is that going to stay together as one screen i don't know dude i've had my phone for almost three years really it's starting to uh Die. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ride it out until the end because my parents were like, as soon as you have to get a new phone, you got to start your own. You have to pay your own phone bill. No. So I'm riding this one out, baby. No. Until it, until literally I can't, like, until it, like, absolutely can't hold a charge. I'm going to keep it. Damn. I got a new phone recently. Yeah, what's that like? It's nice. Yeah. Well, because I had, well, my phone journey is that I... Had an iPhone 7. And then, instead of upgrading, I downgraded to an iPhone 6S. Hmm. Because I wanted a headphone jack. Ah, uh, yeah. And I missed... Uh, I, I lost at least, give or take, 8,000 dongles in my experience yeah. with the iPhone 7. Yeah. So I wanted a headphone jack. And I wanted a home button. The home button's nice. It's nice. It makes me feel good. Yeah. So I got an iPhone 6, and then I had it for a year and a half, and then now I have a... I think I have a 10. You only had your 6S for a year and a half? Oh, no. I had it for two years. Sorry. Okay. I was like, it only lasted that long? No, I had it for two years. Well, I got my iPhone 6 while the iPhone 8 was coming out. Okay. And you know, like, whenever a new iPhone comes out, Tim Cook is like, beep, boop, beep, all old iPhones will suddenly stop working. Yeah. So I see it as a miracle that my 6S lasted that long. But now I have a 10. I have a 10. Yeah. I think the iPhone 6 and 7 are the best iPhones. I would agree. I think I had a 7. 
I didn't think we needed to go beyond that. Yeah. Because I don't need Face ID. Oh, I kind of like Face ID. I don't have to type in anything. It just opens for me. That's, I mean... For I con- like it. For convenience, yes. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel weird about Apple having a storage of my face map. That's true. I, I bought like I, I bought into it because I'm a sheep. Right. But I don't know. I Like somewhere in Cupertino, in the millions and millions and millions of uh, electronic storage units, there's an exact map of my face. Yeah. And I don't like that. Ah, uh, yeah. But... I'm still going to do it, though. Oh, yeah, I'm a sheep. But anyway, back to Glee. Is any of that going to be in the podcast? It's so... Oh, I'm keeping it in. <laughs> um, but uh, so Will can't go to sectionals. Right, because he slept on a mattress. Because he slept on a mattress. Right. Because he is his leaving wife, his wife. <laughs> his wife uh, faked a pregnancy. Classic. <laughs> uh, and he is giving them a pep talk about how he still believes in them. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do great. And they're like, oh, but what are you going to do about the set list? And Will's like, you have to figure that out on your own. And Rachel, of course. Oh, God. It's like, well, I have a great battle that we could do. And then Mercedes is like, hold on, bitch. Hold on, girly. I got a ballad for you. And it <sighs> fucking rocks. Oh, my God. Well, also, Emma Pillsbury is their stand-in sectionals advisor. Uh-huh. While she knows nothing about glee club she just does it for will right because she's in love with will Will, she's in love with will and also she's just like a good person she is yeah uh and she's kind of just clueless but she lets mercedes give it a shot yeah and she fucking kills it oh boy what does she sing again and i'm telling you from girls yep and okay this moment is revolutionary to young mave because I used to, when this show was, you know, airing, and it wasn't allowed to be on YouTube because it was copyrighted. Right. I used to still go onto YouTube and look up this particular song mm-hmm. and watch, like, you know the versions of YouTube videos where it's clear that someone takes a shitty video of their TV Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I used to watch that of this song. Oh yeah. That's I funny. I used to watch someone filming their TV mm-hmm. from their literal camcorder and I would watch this song yeah. on YouTube even though it was in the most garbage quality yeah. of all time. Can you believe that Mercedes was rejected from American Oh Idol? my god. Oh my god. I think about it all the time. She's incredible and she got rejected from American Idol. Yeah, Amber, okay, fun fact for the listeners who don't know. Amber Riley went to, what? (laughs) Went to audition for American Idol. And she didn't even make it past the second round of producers. Mm -hmm. She didn't even make it onto air. Yeah. Which is fucking alarming. She's an amazing singer. Yeah. Like, she sings this. And I mean, I guess it's a blessing in disguise because she made it onto Glee. Yeah. But that makes me question the integrity of American Idol's audition process. Well, we knew it was bad anyway. I mean, Because they let in all of the bad singers for entertainment. I know. Oh my god. The... Do you remember Pants on the Ground? (laughs) Looking like a fool with your Your pants pants on on the the ground? ground. Dude. (laughs) The... 
the true, I think that's why I am afraid of live singing. You know how we talk about how we would uh, cringe and die if someone sang to us? I think it's because of American Idol. Mm. Like, I think I, I, I think I feel secondhand embarrassment for people who are singing live mm-hmm. because of bad American Idol auditions. That makes sense. You've been scarred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It ruined me for life. <laughs> I always liked watching them. I loved Hollywood Week. That was my favorite. <gasps> oh, God. Hollywood Week is the best part. The fucking group round. Yes! Oh, my God. Dude, oh, my God. Um, Will any, like, team challenge in a reality TV show? Oh, it's always so fun. It's so filled with drama. Yeah. It is so insane. The fucking... Uh, moment in American Idol that makes me I think about this maybe once a month (laughs) but uh the moment in American Idol when Ryan Seacrest tries to high five a blind man what oh my god have you never seen it wait look it up on YouTube right now yes we're gonna watch it right now it's so funny okay I'm sorry we're breaking away from Glee it's so funny it's so funny we always break away from Glee are you kidding this is literally so funny. I think about this all the time. Yes! Ryan Seacrest high fives a blind guy. Yes! Okay, let's see, let's see. Scott, you've got four yeses. Yeah! You've got four yeses. Thank you so much. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. favorite YouTube videos of all time. <laughs> that is so funny. Ryan Seacrest high fives a blind guy. <sighs> oh my god. Oh. Anyway, back okay. to Glee. <laughs> so we're at, Rachel's about to tell Finn that Puck is the father. And, okay. I, do you think she's doing the right thing? Yes. I do not. No, I think she's doing the right thing. I think it's none of her fucking business. No, I think she's doing the right thing. Hmm. I think she's doing the right thing because it is none of her business, but also... Quinn is doing the wrong thing by not telling him. And if you know and no one else is saying anything, you have to tell him. Mm. Because, like, he can't... The alternative is him going through nine months of this pregnancy, thinking that he is the father and getting a second job, doing all of these things, preparing Mm -hmm. to have a kid, and then figuring out it's not his. You have to spare him. That's true. Like, it is none of your business, but you can't let someone think that they're having a kid at 16 when they're not. That's true. So I think that Rachel does the right thing. The biggest loser in this is Finn. Yeah, because he loses everything. He He loses the girl. He loses this fake baby. Yeah. And he loses Glee because he quits. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, if he... If he kept going, thinking that this was his kid, how much time would he have wasted? That's true. How much money would he have wasted? Mm-hmm. How much effort would he have wasted putting into this child he thought was his? Mm-hmm. I think Rachel was actually a hero for this. Hmm. That's my that's my humble opinion. But uh, Finn beats up Puck as he should. Oh yeah. 
Dude, oh, I love a fight scene. <laughs> I love when people just punch each other in the face. Have you ever been in a fight? Um, I've been in one fight outside of my siblings. I got in a lot of fights with my siblings, but that isn't the same. Yeah, I mean, I got in a lot of fights with my brother, too. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call this a fight, because it wasn't really, like... He didn't fight back, but there was this kid who was much shorter than me, which I just have to say for the story. Uh, he... I was in fifth grade, and we used to be best friends. I've known him since, like, I was, like, an infant. And he was talking shit about me on the bus. Ooh. And we get off at the bus stop, and I got fuming. I Something took over me, man. <laughs> I was, oh, It happened. Yeah. And I went up to him, because he was so much smaller and shorter than me. I grabbed the collar of his shirt, and I picked him up. Yes! And I said, what did you say about me? And he, like, floundered. And I held him there for a second, and then I let him go, and he ran away. Oh, classic. He never bothered me again. Well, I didn't, so there was only one fight I've ever been in. Well, I never, I never got in a fight because like whenever someone tried to pick on me, I would just say something back that mm-hmm. was smarter. No one ever messed with me. I think it was because I was so tall. I never really got bullied that much. I never got bullied because, not to toot my own horn, I was funnier than anybody who ever tried to pick on me. Yeah. So like if someone tried to pick on me, I would either say something that was self-deprecating because, like, people try to pick on you because they want you to feel embarrassed. Yeah. But if you embarrass yourself... True. Then, like, nothing will phase anything. Yeah. So I would either continue to pick on myself mm-hmm. or I would say something back to them that was wittier and more clever mm-hmm. than what they said to me and they would instantly back off. Yeah. Like, my... Uh, if it was a battle of wits, I would always win. Yeah. So I never really got to a physical place except once. But yeah. that was in defense of my siblings, so. Yeah. Yeah. I was never... I'm lucky I was never bullied. No, I, I was very lucky. Well, also my... um. So my mom... Well, both of my parents, actually. They weren't pro us fighting. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if someone really picks on you, you can't just sit there. Right. You have to fight back. Yeah. And both times that uh, my sibling was picked on, they fought back, and it was understood. Yeah, when I did that to the kid on my bus, I ran home and I called my mom, because I was like, I can't believe I did that. And she was like, no, it's fine. She was like, he was being a little shit. It's okay. (laughs) I mean, like, he punched someone in the face on the school bus. Yeah. But that's because he was being awful. Yeah. And he was being so mean. Yeah. And, like, sometimes you just have to shut someone up. Yeah. And, like, tell them... They deserve it sometimes. Yeah, and tell them that, like, you can't... Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. You have to draw a line in the sand. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You have to make it known. You won't take shit. Dude, Quinn is such a good crier. Oh, my God. She is one of the best on-screen criers I've ever seen. Because she's, like, sitting in the hallway crying about this whole situation. And uh, Rachel goes up to her. And Rachel is like, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that, like, this happened. But Quinn is 
Honestly, even though Quinn is quite an unhinged character. Yeah, she is. She is pretty level-headed about this. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when Rachel apologizes, Quinn is just like, it's fine. He would have found out anyway. Yeah. Like, he was going to know somehow. Well, she says, um, you just had the courage to do something I couldn't. So. There you go. Yeah. Again, me believing that Rachel is the hero in this situation. And then Puck swoops in. I'm going to be a good dad to our baby. And I'm going to provide for the baby. Even though I am a bad person. He is a very bad person. On yeah. TV and off. Oh, God. He's a bad person. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't get me started on the Mark Saline. Uh, saline? What is he, a nasal drip? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on his criminal affairs. Yeah. Because. Mm, He's bad. Yeah. Not a good guy. Everything's out in the open. Everyone knows. But it's sectionalist time now. And Finn. Finn drops out. Yeah, he refuses to go. So, Jacob Ben Israel. Yes! Our Jacob king, Ben Israel! Our king Jacob Ben Israel comes Dude. in to fill in as a 12th kid for the team. Jacob Ben Israel, the journalist, the Rachel Berry lover, mm-hmm. the, the king of this show. Yeah. My favorite character. <laughs> Dude, I love Jacob Ben Israel so much. Do you follow him on TikTok? Yes. yes! Yes, I do. Oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah. Um, But they're gearing up for sectionals, and Will can't go, and he's heartbroken. And Emma pushed back the wedding. Oh, Her yeah. wedding to... Uh, Ken Tanaka. Ken Tanaka to take them to sectionals, which is uh, not great, as we'll see later. No, I mean, <sighs> she says she's doing it for the kids, but we she's, know. She's doing it for Will, because she's in love with him. Yeah. Obviously. And everyone's heartbroken. Oh, Will walking away from the bus. Trying to keep it together. So dramatic. Trying to keep it together. So now we're at sectionals, the very first competition that we're seeing on Glee. Very exciting. Wait, okay, so I have a lot to say about this. Okay. So when you're in this setting where it's multiple teams from different schools Mm -hmm. competing for some sort of award... There is such a weird uh, tension in the air. Yeah. I mean, you've felt it because of orchestra. Yeah, orchestra. And also, um, when I did makeup for the marching band. Oh, yeah. We would go to competitions all the time. Yep. And there's, like, this weird feeling in the air because you want to be sportsmanlike, you want to be polite. Right, but you're also like, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Yes! Yes! Yeah, so, like, you arrive, and you're in the waiting room with your team, and you're warming up, but, like, while you're warming up, you're looking over your shoulder. Yeah. To see, like, what the other teams are doing. Oh, yeah. And, like, you're you're doing your own things, and you're trying to stay focused, you're trying to stay in your head, but you can't help just being like, what the fuck are they doing over there? Yeah, like, I remember um, at comp- marching band competitions... Um, they would see me doing makeup and they'd be like, what the fuck is that for? Because it's marching band. And I'm like, you just wait, bitch. Oh, yeah. Also, um, at strings competitions, because I used to do, I used to do competitions for orchestra, but I also do competitions individually. Yeah. So I would have my own solo and everything. And one time I was tuning my cello and this mom comes up to me and she's like, I'm so sorry. Can you help? 
my son tune his cello. Oh, man. And I was like, this is my competition, though. Yeah, you had to be the good guy. But I had to be good and be like, of course. Yep. And I tuned it for him. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, and, and there's like the, there is that weird crossover because like when we would do improv competitions, we would do our own warm-ups as a team. And uh, our warm-up process is a lot more um, encompassing than a lot of other teams because we mm-hmm. would stretch, we would do games, we would do um, uh, circles, we would do like a lot to yeah. warm up as a team. And uh, then the other teams would come to us and be like, oh, do we want to do like a group warm up? Do we want to like play a game of zip zap zop? Oh, zip zap zop. Yeah. Like yeah. teams would, teams would approach us and be like, oh, do we want to uh, play a game of wah before we go on stage? Like just to like get everyone together and like mm-hmm. all of the teams to. Sportsmanship. Exactly. Yeah. And there would be, uh, we would always say yes. Yeah, because, of like, course. You don't want to be that team. No, no, no. We would we would always say yes because we don't want to be catty. And first and foremost, before any sort of idea of winners or losers, mm-hmm. we would always say, like, we're here because we want to engage with other improv teams and yeah. we want to, like, meet other people who love improv as much as we do. Right. And so we would say yes, but also there was, like, this deep, at least in me, I can't speak for my other team members, but in me, there was like this deep seated thought process of like, oh, mm-hmm. during this group exercise, I'm going to be like looking out for the people who are good, who yeah. are good. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you would always just be like giving side eye to be like, what's going on with yeah. that person and that person. Yeah. Totally and it's, know what you mean. it's so weird to be like walking around, especially even outside of the actual warmups, mm-hmm. just being in the event space and walking around to like fill up your water bottle or mm-hmm. uh, go to the bathroom, you would kind of be in line with people you'd be competing with. Right. And you would make small talk and be like, oh, ha 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 ha. But in the back of your mind, you'd be like, we're both yearning for the same thing. Right. So, like, this competition whole... is so fun. I love. I love, love competition. I love it. It's I love so it. Good. It really fuels me. Yeah. And in this instance, they are in competition and then they're sitting in the audience mm-hmm. when they realize that their it set list has been leaked. Has been stolen. By whom? Sue, Sue Sylvester. Sylvester. Yeah, baby. Dude, season one Sue cannot be beat. No. She is just so funny and so good She's in season one. Dude, she's the ultimate snake. Yeah. She is such an absolute snake. It's really bad. Oh, and then Will. Oh, and oh. Sneaks up on Sue. And Will corners her. Mm-hmm. And is like, hey, what the fuck? And she's literally like, you have no proof. You have no proof. <laughs> you have no proof of this. You've no proof that I did it. And she says, well, you know, at the end of this competition, your Glee Club's going to lose, and then I'm going to get my funding back. Mm-hmm. And, okay, Will does, like, the the straight man thing when, like, straight dudes are in a fight where they get closer to people. And it looks like they're going to kiss. Yeah! I'm like... Are they going to kiss right now? Like, Will literally gets so close to her. 
I can't even make contact when I'm arguing. No. Like, eye contact, I can't do it. I just hate confrontation so much that I'm like, I can't even, I can't do this. Getting up in someone's face, I can't do it. In the Will and Sue Sylvester confrontation, uh, she pushes him. Oh, and then she says, you're not going to push a woman, are you? so funny it's dude it's well i mean that's that's how i felt when i was in that one confrontation i like got in between the two mm-hmm. and i was like hey is there a problem here and nothing else happened because i knew in my head i was like if they ever push me there's gonna be a riot right oh yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. you know i guess being a woman has one good thing which is if someone pushes you in a crowd, everyone else will freak out. Oh, and then uh, Will goes to the locker rooms. Oh, to find Finn. To find Finn. And he's like, you have to save the day. You're our starring uh, man. I know. He gives this whole speech about uh, how he doesn't think that the Glee Club will be able to do it without him. And then Finn, rightfully so, says, why does it have to be me? Yeah. Why do I have... Finn just goes on this rant of, like, why do I have to be the one to save them? Why is it always me? Why am I the golden boy? It's Mm -hmm. too much pressure. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. And then Will says, well, sometimes being special sucks. Good thing I'm not special. Um... (laughs) Well... I would disagree because when this happened, the first thing that I thought about was work. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not exactly like Finn's situation, but how many times in your life as a working person mm-hmm. have you been the one to do other people's jobs because oh they wouldn't do it so much like literally um yesterday because i had a horrible shift at work yep because i started uh a new job within my work uh which they did not train me for so i just kind of got thrown into it and it was terrible mm-hmm. um one of the i was talking to one of the servers about it and i was like well i know they'd never fire me Literally. And she was like, no, they wouldn't because we need you. Yep. And I was like, I know because I am too good at my job. And I refuse to not be good at my job even though I want to not care, but I do. Yep. And that is exactly how I feel about this entire situation with Finn, which is why do I have to be the one who's good? Yeah. And um, even though working sucks and having a job sucks... And clocking in sucks. Yeah. Both of us are still in the same boat of we are good at our jobs mm-hmm. and we pick up the slack yeah. for other people. And we, like we are so relied on. Yeah. I mean. The servers literally drown without me. Dude. They Because like last night. I'm a barista by the way. Yeah. At a very, very nice restaurant. And I was not the barista last night. I was a food runner. So the other barista was working. And he does maybe 50% of the work that I do. And all of the servers came up to me at the end of the night. And they were like, we missed you so much. Like, you make our lives run so much smoother when you work. And I'm like, well. Yep. They don't want me to be a barista anymore. 
sorry, sorry, I'm getting promoted. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this doesn't happen at my new job as much because everyone at my new job is good at their jobs and I don't have to pick up after them. But at my old job, man, I was doing so many people's jobs. Dude, I clean up after everyone. Dude, I would clean up after so many people. It was insane. Like, peop- like servers leave their fucking plates around. Yep. Like, we have a, like, a to-go station where they pack up people's, like, leftover food. And they just leave the plates there. And I'm like, do I really have to do this? Yeah. Do I really have to clean up your fucking shit? And, like, they're... Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> there's... so. Oh, my God. So, we have these little, like ramekins and little like sauce pours and all that stuff that goes into like a specific dish container yeah so when it gets full they wash it and they bring it up to us so we can empty it so i always fucking empty it because i know the this is when i'm a barista i know the runners are so busy so i always empty it for them and the other day it was the end of the night and there was two of them up front and i didn't do it because i've been doing it all fucking night and I wanted to go home and the runner was like, well, aren't you going to empty that first? And I was like, you can fucking do it because it's your job and I've been doing it all fucking night. So you can fuck off. I'm going home. Yeah, man. I mean, like, at, uh, I won't name the, the establishment, but at my last job, oh my God. The amount of times I cleared tables, sanitized tables, uh, run, like ran people's food. Yeah. And like poured people's wines was insane. Mm-hmm. So like... Finn being upset about being the the anchor. Yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Oh, not to toot my own horn. Yes. But when no, I was, toot it, toot it. When I was a freshman in high school, I was first year cello, right? Yeah. And I, you know, all my ailments that I went through in high school. Yeah, of course. All of my stupid medical issues. There were times where I couldn't play cello, and they would drown without me. Mm-hmm. Like, my orchestra teacher would be like, we need you to come back because the cello Ooh. section can't do it without you. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. I'm just so good. I mean, <laughs> uh, stage crew? Oh, Like, yeah. I got... I, the reason that I was promoted so fast was because I had uh, a multitasking era about me mm-hmm. where, like, if I wasn't backstage people would flail. Yeah. And like the the reason that I was the assistant stage manager was because someone needed to keep the shit together. Mm-hmm. And it was me. Yeah. And like if if I wasn't back there making sure the props weren't touched or Why calling... do they always touch props? Oh my god! And they never put their prop back on the prop table. Don't even talk to me about it. <laughs> Don't even talk to me about it because like so I guess the the uh, thesis statement of this entire conversation is that if we weren't there to lay down the law, yeah. whether it is uh, extracurricular or a job, yeah. things would fall apart. Yeah. Like, even in my old job, I was a manager. Yeah. And I was one of two managers. And if I didn't come in, it would be catastrophic. Yeah. Like, there was one time that I um, had to go home because I was throwing up at work. 
classic. May or may not have been just hungover. (laughs) We won't go there. But, like, I had to leave early, and the other, like, team lead couldn't come in for, like, an hour, and they fucking drowned when Mm -hmm. I left. Because I was like, I can try to stay, like, till you get here, and she was like, no, you're puking, go home. And they fucking drowned without me. Oh, yeah. Oh, and when I quit, (gasps) oh, they were heartbroken that I quit. every single job that I have quit, it has been met with... Uh, devastation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I understand how Finn feels. Yeah. Because it's exhausting. It is so hard. And I've only, I have called out of work maybe four times in my entire life. Yeah. But those four times, A. I felt guilty. Oh my God. You feel guilty. You feel so guilty. I have felt so bad. Yeah. Because I knew that if I, so here's the thing. So if I'm on shift and anyone else calls out, in my head, I'm like, that sucks, but it'll be okay because I'm working and I can work for two people. Yeah. Oh, I feel the same way. Yeah. I can do the job of three people. Yep. Like there have been, there was a time when uh, at my old job, we were doing lineup for the evening shift. And uh, one of my coworkers literally called the restaurant and said, hey, I can't work. I'm sorry. This is such short notice. It was 15 minutes before the dinner shift. Um, 15 minutes. What the fuck was he calling out for? I don't, I don't even remember. But he was calling out and he was like, I'm sorry. I, when I call out, which is not often. Oh, it's like three hours in advance. It's three or four hours. Oh, yeah. exactly. But he called out 15 minutes in advance. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I can't make it. Like, this is such short notice. And I said it was fine because in my head, I was like, I, I can handle it. Yeah. I can handle it. And lo and behold, I served two full sections by myself and it was still an okay night. Yeah. I had 11 tables at least. Dude, that's a lot. Yeah. But like, it had to happen. Shit still had to get done. Yeah. And I knew that I could do it. And it sucked. But in my head, I was like, okay. Yeah. Fine. Like, there's nothing else I can do about it. And I already knew that I was kind of the the, the main character. We are the main character at our jobs. <sighs> I wish I was bad at my job. Dude, the uh, the barista. The I other wish barista. I wish I didn't care about being good yeah. at my job. The other barista was like, "Why do you give so much of your effort to this job?" And I'm like, "I can't help it. I have to. I have to be good at my job. I have to get reassurance and sit, be told that I'm doing a really good job." Me too. Like I have to. I physically cannot be bad at my job. I physically cannot. Slack off. I can't do it. Same. I can't do it. Same. I wish I could. Dude. I really do. Dude, I feel the exact same way because even though, even if a shift, I work like lunch shifts, Mm -hmm. which on a weekday, I might have four tables in the span of six hours. Mm -hmm. But even in that dead time, I'm not sitting on my phone. I'm not twiddling my thumbs. I'm doing rolls. I'm polishing. I am uh, helping with glassware. I'm doing like everything I can. 
Like, oh my it god. It makes me so anxious to sit and do nothing while I'm at work. When, oh, dude, when I was at work yesterday, so I had to go in an hour earlier because I was running. Because the barista comes in an hour later. So I was in an hour early and we had 300 people in the books, which was, it's so much. It yeah, is so many lot. people. The uh, busiest I've ever worked is around like 210. Yeah. Um, and I got there and I was like, oh, there's so many people coming. So I'm going to brew coffee because it can't wait until the barista comes in. So I was brewing coffee and like, I was like restocking sugars and everything. And the chef was like, I didn't think you were baristaing tonight. And I'm like, I'm not, but I can't help myself. Right. Because I know that we're going to be, because usually the first hour is like not that busy. It's like maybe 20 people, but the first hour was going to be 50 people. And I'm like, we're going to need it. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. And he was like, I mean, you're right. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm right. Yeah. And I can't fucking help myself. And then when the barista came in, he was like, oh, did you brew this already? And I'm like, yeah. And I restocked your sugars and everything. And he was like, why did you do that? And I was like, I can't help myself. Yep. I can't stand around. Yeah, after that fucking rant. Yeah. So they're at the competition. And uh, the cheaters are buying snacks. I oh, I love Emma for this. Yes! I Okay, I literally wrote down Emma is a bad bitch for yeah, this. I, what did I write? Oh, I just said she, oh, Emma goes off. She has a really good point. Yeah. Cause she, so she goes up to them and she's like, are you really teaching your kids that they have to cheat to win? You should believe in them enough that they'll win on their own. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you fucking go, Emma. Yep. Like, and she just, like, shames them as educators. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you're right. You are yep. right, queen. Not to bring it back to improv, <laughs> but whenever we would go into a competition, we had the mindset of, you know, we think that we're a really good team and we know that we're a really good team. Mm-hmm. But also, if someone is truly better than us... They we're, should win. They're gonna let we're gonna let them win. Yeah. So like Emma is kind of a badass for saying that. I'm surprised she's able to like stick up for them and say something. I know. She's very sheepish. Yeah. And she is not one for conflict, I would say. Well, okay, so I think that uh specifically teachers are very unique in this realm. Because like my mom is a teacher. Mm-hmm. But my mom hates confrontation. Yeah. She hates it. But when she is in her teaching mode and she has to stick up for a student, she's going to do it. Oh, yeah. Because they need someone to stick up for them. Oh, yeah. Because they're teenagers. Yeah. What are they going to do? And uh, Finn comes back. Finn comes and saves the day. Finn comes back and he has the sheet music. Which they learn in two seconds. (sighs) I know. (laughs) And, okay, so I think that... uh, the way that Finn handles this is one of the most adult situations yes. I've ever seen on Glee. Yeah. Because he comes back mm-hmm. and then um, Puck comes up to him. We good, dude? And he's like, no. No. And I'm like, as you should, Finn. Yeah. Boundaries. Yeah, dude. We love them. He's like, no, man. Even the, I like, I'm coming back for the team, but we are not friends. Yeah. We are never going to be friends after you, you know, fucked my girlfriend. Oh. And, oh. I just spilled some on the floor. Oh, it's okay. And then it's up to Rachel to sing the solo again. Oh, clink. Actually, okay. I spilled a lot of wine on the floor. I'm going to get a, <laughs> I'm gonna get a, a paper towel. towel. 
Yes, she's getting towels. Yes. Wait. Oh my god. Wait. It's like. Wait. Hold on. This reminds me of that moment in SpongeBob when they're doing the Krusty Krab talent show, and SpongeBob is like going on stage with the mop. Oh my god. And everyone's like, yes. Yes. (laughs) Cleaning up the tomatoes. Oh yes, yes, yes. I remember now. Okay. So so so. So, yes. So we get to um the best glee solo question mark or one of the best glee solo. One solos? of the best, one of the best. So, okay, so this um this changed me as a young adult. Yes. Um this still like burns. It gives it gives me goosebumps still. Yeah, this still burns a fire in my belly. Mm-hmm. And I used to rewatch this particular moment in the episode at least three times a week yeah when i was a 12 year old and also i don't know about you but to this day when i watch this performance i think to myself you know if i really got vocal training oh my god and someone really (laughs) taught me how to sing i could sing this could you hey i still um hopelessly believe it I am a good enough singer that I got solos in my middle school play. Ooh! Um, yeah, I could hold a tune. Yeah! But I'm, I won't say that I'm a good singer. Oh, I'm, I'm not a good singer, but I am delusional. Mm-hmm. And my delusion will exceed to me thinking, yeah, I could sing Rain on My Parade. <laughs> could you? Probably not. Because uh, when we sing it on the couch... Oh, it's rough. It's pretty bad. Oh, it's bad. Oh, I know that it's bad. I know that it's fully bad. But I like to believe that if I got the proper training and I learned to do breath control... Oh, breath control. Then I could be Rachel Berry, you know? I would like to see you try. Is that a is that a dare? I double dog dare you. Do you triple dog dare me <laughs> to get a vocal coach? Yes. <laughs> Jess, if you say you won't, I will call a vocal coach. You won't. Right. Oh, okay. Anyone? Okay. Does anyone on the podcast have a vocal coach who could teach me how to sing this song? Because Jessica Burkelight just said you won't, so that means I have to do it. She has to. I have to do it. I have to um, sing this song and defy the expectations of mm-hmm. what's in front of me. Um, how do you feel about these uh, sectional fits? <sighs> So, <laughs> I, I'm thinking about all of the competition outfits right now. I will say that I like this better than the regionals outfit. I would agree. Well, because the regionals outfit They're has... They're like gold and weird. And also the regionals outfit has the bumpets. Oh, they do. They do have the bumpets. It has the bumpets, which I don't like. Yeah, the bumpets are not good. We should not. That shouldn't have never happened. No, no. It has the bumpets, and I don't like that. And also, um, I will say that my favorite competition outfit is the Nationals outfit, which is also red and black. That's true. That is my favorite as well. It is red and black, and this is red and black, so I... Isn't that funny? The first competition and the last competition are the same color palette. It's as though they thought about it, didn't they? (laughs) But I... I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. Yeah. It's not the best, but... 
I don't know. I just think that this style of dress is unflattering to everybody. Yeah. Oh, also, when she introduces them and she goes, the new directions. The new directions. I'm like, why do you say it like that? Why does she say it like that? It is so awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, I hate Ladies it. and gentlemen, new directions. What do you mean? It's the new directions. It's new directions. <laughs> Just say new directions. And uh, they do, can't always get what you want. Yeah. And it's good. It is good. Their dancing is not great. They just kind of strut around the stage. But it's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's their first competition. We'll yeah. let it slide. And honestly, like, the, um, dude. So when I when I watched this, and they were, like, performing on stage and performing as a team, I, uh, I had a little moment. Did you? Oh, yeah. You miss performing with a team? It physically pains me i really miss um being in an orchestra and performing yeah i really miss um getting so into the music that you start to sway a little bit oh and you my sway God. this is gonna sound very uh cello-y but when you're bowing and you start to sway with the oh yeah you get so into the music and you're just oh my god the fucking part in jupiter where it's the cellos and we just you just go off. Oh, you just go so off. Good. It is so good. Like, uh, it had a crescendo in it, which is like you go from quiet to loud. Oh yeah. And we would, we would always start way too loud because we were so into it. And my orchestra teacher would be like, "You have to start quiet. I know you're excited, but you have to start quiet." I'm like, "No, let me belt it out. We're too into it." God, I miss. Playing in an orchestra. Yeah. I miss it so much. Dude, there was like, um, similar to like getting lost in the moment. Every show we did, there was always like, uh, so we would do the show and then afterwards we would have like a party, a hangout, something afterwards. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there would be people who weren't performing that would join us and they would say to us like, oh, this part was so funny, or, like, this scene was so funny, or this moment in the long form was really good. Mm -hmm. And all of us would just be like, we don't remember that. Yeah. Like, we don't remember, even though it was an hour ago, we don't remember any of that. Yeah, because you're too into it. And then instantly after, being like, yeah, that happened, and it's never going to happen again. Yeah. Is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I miss it so much. Just, like, soaking in the applause. Also, yeah. can we talk about applause? Oh, yeah. Can we talk about the power of applause? Dude, my orchestra would always get standing ovations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, getting a standing ovation Yeah. is... I don't think I will ever feel... Besides maybe getting married... Mm -hmm. I don't think I will ever feel as much accomplishment as a standing ovation. Dude, in, uh... My orchestra days, my dad would always start the standing. He would always stand up first. Me too. Yeah, he was so... He just loves live music and, like, classical music so much that literally at every, like, every concert we had, he would always cry. And even when... Because I played piano for a long time. When I would have my recitals, he would sob. Aww. It was very sweet. I was... Good at piano. I was good. 
Oh, yeah. I was very good. You were very musically talented. Yes, I was very good, and I would always get so many compliments that I was the best one. Uh, I'm like, yeah. I know. Can we talk about doing a show and then coming out? Like? Like, after the show. When you see everyone? Yeah. Oh, and how exhilarating it is? Oh, my God. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you did so good. It's insane. And I'm like, I know we did. Well, did you? Well, for me... Whenever I would do a show, whether it was on stage or backstage, there were moments when uh, I would come out and I knew that it was a good show and I would accept every compliment given to me. Mm -hmm. But then there were moments when I personally thought it was a bad show and I did a bad job, but people still complimented me and I was just like, oh yeah, okay. Did you ever have that? No, I always do good shows. <laughs> I like, be that person, but, like, I, we always killed it. We were, like, playing, like, level six music, which is, like, what symphony orchestras, like, professionally play. True. So. We were killing it. We were good. And, like, at all the competitions, we would get superior ratings, mm. which is the highest you can get. True. Hey! hey. What's up, guys? Uh, uh, after that commercial break... <laughs> That a week-long break. That week-long uh, commercial break. Because Jess was not feeling good. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's okay, because sometimes uh, you sit down to record something that's supposed to be funny, and then you just have a little moment. Yeah. And then you just can't keep going. I was having a moment. Yep. Uh, could not keep talking and being funny. Yeah, uh, so. Because I wanted to die. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that's okay. That happens. Um yeah. But, you know, we're back at it. We're back yeah. here. We left off. Will is getting ready for uh, Emma and Ken's wedding. Oh, yes, yes, and yes. And Terry comes by, and she tries to be manipulative and fix his tie. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. And be like, we can get what we had back. We can be okay again. Um, but, you know, she She's did. awful. So. Yeah, so she did fake a pregnancy, which, I don't know feel like that I think you can't come back from that. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> of all the things to do, of all the red flags yeah. in a relationship, I feel like faking being with child Yeah. is I feel like that's like one of the number one contenders for, you know, ruining a marriage. Right. And then like the things that are maybe above it are like murder. Yeah. And you know, homicide. Yeah. <laughs> Good old, uh, good old killing another person. Maybe, uh, what is it? Uh, suicide, homicide, whatever. Oh, murder, suicide. Murder, suicide. Murder, suicide. Yeah, that's a a classic. That's that's one. Yeah, that'll end a marriage for sure. Yeah. But, uh, this, this whole Terry situation is probably a, a bad. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, but hey, you know, maybe it's good that she didn't go to Emma and Ken's wedding because it looks... Terrible. It looks so sad. It looks so sad, and it's in this like historic. Yeah. Uh, why is ballroom? there like? Why is there like patriotic? Yeah. Like there's flags up everywhere. I don't know. It took a lot for me to say. I could not think of the word. No, it's okay. So like, <laughs> basically, in this ballroom where they're supposed to have their wedding, there is a painted mural on the wall, and then there's like framed photos of Ohio politicians and framed photos that say like make God and your country proud 
So maybe it's good that Emma didn't get married yeah. in this place because it it's looks... It's kind of cursed. Yeah, it looks cursed and garbage. The ice sculpture's nice. Yeah, but it's of a hockey player. So you know, like, we can't have everything. Right. <laughs> I mean, she was going to marry a gym teacher, so... That's true. No shade to gym teachers, but... A shade towards Ken Tanaka. Yeah. Um, and... And they, she says that, you know, she went to sectionals for Will, which, like, obviously. Yeah. Um, oh! And that was the last straw for Ken Tanaka. And he didn't show up to the wedding. No. Emma is kind of a bad bitch in this episode. Okay, please explain. So she sticks up for the kids at sectionals and confronts... Oh, yes, the cheating. The, the cheating, cheating yeah, coaches, yeah, yeah. which is, like, very confrontational and kind Especially of Especially awesome. for her, because yeah. she's very, like, shy and... Yeah. yeah. And then in this instance, she literally just bears her soul. Yeah, she she's like, I'm in of, love with you. She literally puts all of her feelings out on the table. And she's just like, hey, I ended this because I'm in love with you and I'm not in love with Ken. And she literally just says everything. Yeah, and she's like, because he's like, I just left my wife, I can be with you. And she's like, yeah, you just left your wife. You just left your wife, who you've been with since you were 15. Yeah, like, we can't be together. No, no, no. Like, good for her. Yeah, she's kind of awesome for this. Yeah, she's really out here setting boundaries. And And sticking up for herself. Also, thank God this isn't her actual wedding, because... Can we take a look at this unfortunate Um, I was about to say, outfit. this wedding dress with oh. the gloves, the gloves that go to her bicep yeah. are really, really terrible. They're really bad. And the um, the dress is boring. And the headpiece and looks like it's from Claire's. <laughs> oh, God. Like, that has Claire's written all over oh, it. Oh, yeah. Claire's dollar rack. Yeah. Like, giant gemstone looking headband. And yeah. then... Her earrings are also from Claire's. (laughs) Also, her eye makeup is not good. It's just really, really bad. Yeah, thank God she didn't actually get married in this because that would have been embarrassing for her. Yeah, exactly. But Will still says, You make a beautiful bride, which. He's lying. He really. Straight up lying. He really must love her a lot. (laughs) Because. Because she is not looking good. Because Bestie, I don't know about her looking like a beautiful bride in this fit. It's, uh, quite tragic. Yeah, it's really bad. Also, these chairs, oh my god. Yeah, they Once, look like, they're like auditorium chairs. That's what I said! As soon yeah. as I saw those chairs, I was like, oh, are we in a uh, dress rehearsal for the musical? Yeah, are we, like, in a fucking... Are we in the choir assembly room? Assembly? Literally. For school? Like, what are we doing? Oh, and, uh, we cut to, uh, Sue being cornered. About giving away the set list. Mm-hmm. And as we say so many times, season one, Sue. It's unbeatable. Unbeatable. And they literally say every piece of evidence that's stacked against her. And she's like, circumstantial. Yeah. And she's like, you have no proof. You have no proof. And he's like, it's printed on Cheerio's letterhead. And she's like, oh, circumstantial evidence. Yeah. <laughs> she's so funny. She's so iconic. But then Figgins... Along with Emma, gives us some bad bitch energy mm-hmm. and suspends Sue. Yeah. Good for Figgins. Like, yeah. let's fucking go. You did something right, my yeah. friend. He's standing up for Will Schuster and also himself and also the Glee Club. Yeah, good for him. He has a little bit of a backbone. Yeah. Did you like your high school principal? Did you have an opinion about your high school principal? So, I had two. Whoa! Because, um... I had two as well. 
One of them uh, changed schools uh, halfway through my high school career. I loved the first one. He was incredible. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he was great. The second one was, like, a fucking, like, military guy, and he was like, I'm gonna get this school into shape. Oh, God. And um, there was a bench that sat right outside, like, the music hall, like, where the band, theater, like, the black box and everything was. Right. And, you know, kids would, like, hang out at that bench, you know, whatever, before school and all that shit. And to prevent kids hanging out at this bench, he removed it. Wait, what? Yeah, he removed it. Were the kids doing anything bad? No! They were just chilling, sitting there. They would sit there, like, during lunch, because they would go to the black box, you know. I would go to the orchestra room, like, we would hang out at that bench, and he got rid of it. What? That's crazy. Yeah, and um, after I graduated, he, like, implemented other things. I can't, like, remember specifics, but, like, it was, like, you couldn't do anything in that high school anymore. I also had two principals in my time. One didn't give a shit about anything. Mm -hmm. And she let every single thing happen in the high school. Mm -hmm. Like, was the most uh, non-rule-enforcing principal I've ever known in my life. I love that. Um, And... It was kind of great because people loved her and she was nice and Mm -hmm. she was just the good cop. And then another principal came in after her. And as soon as she started enforcing the rules even a little bit, people were in a fucking riot. Yeah. People were losing their goddamn minds and they were like, what the fuck? We have to follow the school rules now? Yeah. (laughs) People were losing their shit. Yeah. And... They started calling her by her first name. <gasps> yeah. They would, they would call her Donna. Donna. They'd be like, oh, do you hear what Donna did yesterday? Ah! That is very funny. It was, oh, it was insane. Had, um, in middle school, we had an assistant principal. She was a fucking bitch. Oh, yeah. She would parole the hallways. She would have, like, eagle eyes out for anyone who was doing any mischief. And she would yell at fucking everyone, and I hated her. Dude, there's something about assistant principals. They're always like that. They're always... Why are they like that? I think it's because they're butthurt about not being principal. Mm, mm -hmm. Like, every assistant principal that I've dealt with has been kind of a dick. Yeah. Like, they've been kind of a piece of shit. Well, the principal is good cop. Oh, yeah. The vice principal is bad cop. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ooh. Sorry, I just got a very strong cramp and it hurts. <laughs> it hurts a lot. Oh, boys. Uh, ow. To, to keep the pod updated. Um, Ooh, ow, that hurts. Jess is in full flow. Oh, yeah. Heavy and, flow today. Yeah, and I uh, I know that mine's coming because... Ow. Be... Fuck, dude. <laughs> wow. Oh. She's relentless today. Ooh. But all right, it's passing, it's passing, it's passing. All right, we're all fading, right. we're fading, we're, we're fading. We're good, we're good. But for my, I know that mine's coming because for the entire week, I have been angry, pissed off, sad, <laughs> horny, lonely. Uh, just the all of the bad emotions combined has been my entire past well, week. literally, last week we had to stop the podcast because I was in a spiral. There you go. And, and I got then my, you bled. And then I got my period and I was like, ding, oh, ding, ding, ding. I mean... Because of the circumstances, it was understandable that I was right. spiraling. But it only added. It was it, only flame. My like, hormones were also, like, really bad. Yeah, it only fanned the flame of yeah. the situation. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just keeping the pod updated. 
Oh, uh, the kids reveal that they won sectionals. Yeah, and and Will is so proud. Well, okay, I said that I was kind of bummed that they didn't, like, show the competition and them winning. Like, the first place announcement, yeah. Yeah, they didn't I agree with that. I also thought about that. I was kind of bummed. Yeah. But they won, and yay, it's their first trophy. Good for them. Yeah, it's very cute, very nice. Good, 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 good. And then they sing for Will. They sing, um... My Life Would Suck, suck Without, without you. you. Oh, is that by... Avril Lavigne? Avril Lavigne? <laughs> no, it's by Kelly Clarkson. That is one of... That was of, the funniest things you've ever said to me. So, picture this. Uh, um, throwback. One of Glee's, like, most prominent numbers is Keep Holding On by Avril Lavigne. And they used it in the Glee Project and all that shit. And we're listening to it. We're watching the episode with it in it. And we're listening to it, and Maeve goes, is this Kelly Clarkson? (laughs) (laughs) And I laughed so fucking hard, and I was like, no, it's Avril Lavigne! Oh, it's it's one of my favorite recurring bits. Yeah, it's so funny. Also, we know that it's fall because the Cheerios are wearing white long-sleeve Under Armour under their uniforms. Oh, yes, it's cold. That is the indicator of the seasons. Oh, and they're about to perform a little song. Yes, and during uh, this song, oh, oh, Will <laughs> runs down the hallway to Emma with all of her stuff because she's leaving McKinley because she can't handle being around Will. And he smooches her. He's really, like, out of pocket. Yeah. Like, she just told you that she doesn't yeah. want to be with you because you literally just left your wife. Yep. Like, he... Is he an Aries? Because he can't be alone. Hey, I... Okay. You said you you said this remark earlier, and yeah. I will say, <laughs> I think that Aries in general can be alone. I just don't think I, in particular, am good at being alone. Um. Well, I was going to say that I think that uh, my moon and my rising make me not good at being alone what is his moon and rising i used to know it but i don't well because both of my moon and rising are water hmm. which is like so you're very emotional exactly which yeah. makes me want to always be in love and never be alone i like how first of all our taste in men is completely opposite and also our dealings with relationships is completely opposite because i have no feelings at all oh like, like, I do, but it's very hard for me to, like, accept them and, like, embrace them. Oh. And I push them away, ignore them. I have to... And I like being alone. I, I really to... like being alone. I have gotten better at liking being alone. Like, I have been single for almost two years now, and I enjoy it, and I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. But I have to work really hard... At, um, not falling in love with people I'm casually hooking up with. Like, I don't have much feeling attached to it. Well, right now, on to, to flip it around and do the complete opposite, uh, I am, for the first time, exploring the world of sex without a relationship attached to it. Yes, good for you. And is- I'm... Also doing the opposite. Yeah, we're we're dude, we're we're tackling the unknown. Yeah, I'm also doing the opposite. We're tackling the great unknown right now. We're really doing it. Yeah. Um but anyway, they kiss and uh oh question for you. Okay. Uh unexpected kisses. Do you got some? Like what I can immediately think of, no. 
But there have been a lot of times where I knew they wouldn't make the first move. Uh, and I was like, just fucking kiss me, dude. Like, I've literally said to someone before, hey, kiss me. And they're like, okay. Word. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to wait around for this. Oh, I just got another cramp. Oh, another cramp. I just be. Take a shot. You get another cramp. I um don't want to wait around. I get tired of it. I'm like, I'm not a child anymore. I'm like, can we be an adult and just kiss me? Because I know you want to kiss me right now. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't like, I don't like the build up anymore. Dude, just fucking do it. <laughs> I, I love, I love the build. It I just love... makes me anxious. Oh, no, I like it. No, I, I hate... like, I like that's the, also the, the difference. tingly. That's also the difference with us because you like first dates and I don't. Oh, I love first dates. I hate first dates. I love They make them. me so anxious. Like, I hate them. Well, I love first dates because I thrive off of, uh, like, kind of the anxiety of, uh, you know, just not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And I also, I uh, love talking about myself. And, oh, I don't. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, uh, my dad said something to me when I was, like, maybe 13 or 14, and it stays with me forever for the mm -hmm. rest of my days and it stays with me every single first date uh it isn't true for everybody but he was just like yeah i mean if you're ever if you ever meet someone new and you don't know what to say just ask them questions because people love to talk about themselves oh yeah i ask a lot of questions yeah and that makes me pretty good at first dates like mm -hmm. that his his little insight yeah has changed the game cheers to that guy <laughs> All right, well, uh, that was sectionals. Yeah, uh, we're wrapping it up with yep. some good sex talk, yep. how it always does. Classic. Yeah. All right, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week for Hello, for Hello. Ah! which one is of, one of the sexiest. It's one of the best Glee episodes. It is one of the best Glee episodes. It's literally one of the best Glee episodes. Yeah, so we'll see you next week. All right. All right, bye, bye guys. Let's bye. go.